to today's episode of Bright New Start. You have Marie and Charity here today, and we're going to let Marie take it away. Today we wanted to talk about the importance of connections. And I started off by looking up the word connect, and I really loved the idea of linking together by weaving. Fabric came to mind, and just how much connection there is between all of those threads. And you can't really tell where one starts and one finishes. It's just meshed together and it provides strength and warmth and it's useful. And I really believe that the connections we make in our families, in our neighborhoods, and with like-minded people in the world really is the fabric we need to stay strong, warm, and useful in this world. That's so beautiful and so true. It makes me think of the Old Testament story of Jonathan and David. They were connected. They loved each other. They watched each other's back. How many times did Jonathan save David's life because he was aware in his position of what was going on and what his father's attitude was at the moment and would come to David and say, you're out, just go so that we can save your life. Or let me shoot an arrow, and if I shoot it so far or so near, you'll know if it's safe to be here or not. That's connection. Connection and love equal, I guess you could make it a math equation, connection plus love equals harmony. Mm -hmm. And harmony brings us joy, and it brings us the ability to fulfill the things that we've committed to in life. So as we connect with each other or with our books or with the things that we love to do, then we can truly influence and make a difference. And I love how you said it brings harmony. So often I think people think we all need to sing the same note to be connected, but really harmony is lots of different notes coming together to create something much more beautiful than unison. Yes. And sometimes they're discordant notes, right? Sometimes you've got a C and a B right next to each other or a C and a D. That's the difference. It makes a change in the vocal quality of the song. But also, if you relate it to people, my neighbor and I kind of have a lot of discordant things we do sometimes. And yet it makes this beautiful picture. Because if we were exactly the same, there would be no point for one or the other of us. We're meant to be different in our differences to connect. Yes. And I think there's a few different places where we connect. We need to give that time to connect with the members of our family that aren't always going to be on the same page as us. But we still need to make those connections in our neighborhoods. We don't have any control over who lives next door or behind us or down the street and what they choose to do and not do. But if we can make connections with them, we can create a beautiful neighborhood. And a beautiful tapestry, right? Right. It also makes me think about connection takes time. (laughs) So important. And one thing Marie does is she has a connection piece. I'll let you tell about it in her planner every day. I do. I feel like connections are really, really important. And I feel so much better at the end of the day if I've made connections, even more so than if I've gotten my to-do list done. I always hated to put connecting type of activities on my to-do list that just didn't feel 
right to say, well, today connect with this child. And so in my planner, I have a column for the schedule and I have a column for my to-do, but then the middle column is connections. The beginning of the day and throughout the day, I just think about the people in my life that I need to make connections with. And if a thought comes to mind, I put it down on the paper and try my hardest to get that list done, even over the to-do list. It really has made a difference. I've been able to strengthen a lot of connections that were weak because I've made that a focus every day in my planner to be sure to do those things. Ooh, that is so wonderful. I love you made it a focus. I'm thinking about and not only a focus, but it strengthened people and strengthened connections. And I think, okay, how do I start my day? I try to connect with God every day through scripture and prayer. When I have that, I find strength. Then you are way better at connecting with people. But does that bring you strength? Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? But when you connect with people, you are connecting with God. Yes, that's true. How? Well, because he's the one who points us to them. I have to be looking at him. I feel like anytime I look at God, he points someone out to me. Oh, yes. Yes, when I approach him, he says, I love you. (laughs) Will you share that love? Yes. And I was just thinking about that. When we connect, there's that love piece. When I connect with God in the morning and I pray to be enveloped in his love, because goodness gracious, I know I need it. And I need it more and more every day. Not only to feel the peace in my heart and soul, but to actually accomplish anything. I am finding that my dear mortal self really, really needs that connection and to be enveloped in that love. And then with people, to be able to envelop them in love and to be enveloped by their love for those who have the capacity to love. It's a wonderful thing. And then you see those people differently and you're not so focused on the differences or how that's annoying or a problem. You start to see how that's a strength or you see why they do certain things and their intent and maybe their background. And so it doesn't mean the same thing as it used to mean. Oh yes, it changes our paradigm and we're happier because we see it from a new light. I think of Patrick Henry and how he was, both Patrick Henry and Samuel Adams, many thought were very obnoxious, right? Yes. (laughs) But when you saw the work that they did and the things they accomplished because they were so hardcore on what they believed and they spoke well and they spoke loudly, loudly, not just meaning loud voice, but their opinions were everywhere. Mm -hmm. There was a historian who once said, actually it was one of the judges who passed Patrick Henry in his law exam. He's like, this is the worst law exam ever, but he is going to make more change in this world than any other lawyer that has gone through these exams before. And I thought, isn't that fascinating that he could see that? It's fascinating that we each have different ways of connecting, right? Sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's a conversation in person. Sometimes it's connecting through our writings or through our words, right? Yeah. We've read similar books or we enjoy similar activities. There's so many different ways. There's no right or wrong way. We just need to find the connection then work on that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think about my children and my 18-year-old daughter, I connect with completely different than my boys. 
(laughs) Girls and boys, totally different in wonderful ways. Yeah. My daughter is able to look in our family circumstances and she'll say funny things sometimes like, hey, dad, mom's trying to flirt with you right now. You know, (laughs) she'll say what she sees. What it does is it diffuses situations Mm -hmm. or she will see where help is needed or where mom is stressed and she'll go in and she'll try to fill those holes when she can. Mm -hmm. And it's really sweet. And there are times I'm like, whoa, just focus on you. My boys, the connection, oh, very physical. Yeah. Right? Action oriented. Exactly. I remember my cousin watching her with her four boys when mine were little, little. She was always physically active with them. And those boys were really good boys because every time they got ornery, she was like, all right, guys, we're going out running. All right, guys, we're going to go play pool. All right, guys, we're going to go work in grandma's garden. All right, boys, we're going to go do this. She helped direct them. And because she was so connected to them, they listened and they went. I thought that was so cool. What a blessing to have different types of connections. Well, and I love how you said, because she was connected, they listened. How powerful that is. So I've been studying over the last number of years, Richard and Sabina Warbrand, who were in Romania. Their story is so fascinating to me because they were Jewish and they converted to Christianity prior to World War II. He became a Christian minister in Romania. The experiences that they really took those principles and said, we will love our enemies. Wow. And it did not matter whether the Soviets or the Nazis or whoever was occupying at the time, because they lived through all of that. They didn't leave the country till I think the late 1950s. Wow. They just treated everyone with kindness. They were a good neighbor. They made connections with all of their neighbors in a time that everyone was suspicious of their neighbors. They were reaching out and saying, hi, we're your neighbors. And, And they just kept coming back and kept coming back. The beautiful thing that happened because of that, people knew that they were good people, especially when the communists took over. They couldn't just make them disappear. Richard spent years in prison and camps. And his wife spent three years in a labor camp. But they had family of their neighborhood who took care of their child while they were gone. And who knows if they were going to come back. When they took Richard, one of the times they changed his name so people couldn't figure out where he was because people would come to visit and help. And (laughs) they tried to make him just disappear, but they couldn't because he lived in those people's hearts. He had made such connections with people. They helped Jews escape during the Nazi regime. They helped Nazis escape when the communists took over. Even though they were persecuted by all of them, they just kept helping. I think of those connections that they made within their own family, within their neighborhood, and with like-minded people, how powerful that was and how people listened to them because of that. Yes. Isn't it interesting? It makes me think of the opposite. The four olds that they had in China with Mao, the biggest piece that they did was they disconnected families, right? They would tell the children at school, if you need to report your parents, then go ahead because we want the four news now. It was things like keeping family history that they would get reported for or a sign that was over a shop. It was disconnect. Too often, we 
have disconnected. And we need to be super careful. Sometimes people feel like, oh, if I'm on social media, I'm connected, <laughs> right? It's fun to see what people are doing. And sometimes some of us do post things to connect with the world or to say, hey, this is why you haven't seen me for a while because I've been in the middle of doing this. But it's not a heart-to-heart connection. And what you were just talking about was a heart-to-heart connection. I wonder what do we do to build our connections? What do you think? Well, I think it really comes back to doing some old school type of things, going and talking to people. And it feels super uncomfortable the first little bit. I mean, when I started to get to know my neighbors, knocking on their doors, like, why are you here? Uh-huh. I'm just your neighbor. I wanted to do just, okay. <laughs> What do you want? No, I just want to say hi. And it's super awkward, but we have to learn how to be friends. I really think that's the element that's missing. We know how to friend someone on Facebook, but we don't know how to be a friend to our next door neighbor, which means we watch when, oh, there's an extra car. You have someone visiting, but not in a way like, oh, they're keeping track of me. It's it's a hard balance in today's world to not seem creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But to say, I care. Right. It takes a lot of talking. What are you interested in? Tell me about your life. We have to be thinking so long term. Because you click a button on social media and you're friends, right? But you can't just ring the doorbell once and now you're friends. There's a lot more to go into that. And I think we need to study friendship. A great places to study friendship include the Bible, mm-hmm. Aristotle, the Nicomachean Ethics. Yes. Cicero has a fantastic piece about friendship because, yes, connection equals friendship as well. Connection has all of these fantastic math equations if you really want to sit down and figure them out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we should study that because those connections weave us together. When we're together, we're stronger. There's so many blessings that come that we wouldn't have been able to foresee. Yes, especially when we go through similar things together, right? I think one of the things that's beautiful with connections is then we can look back at things that have happened in our life and be grateful for them because they enable us to connect with someone else. And so it helps us re-script some of maybe the harder challenges because now we say, oh, I can actually empathize and sympathize and be a comfort and mourn with you, just mourn with you because I've been through something similar. That's one of the blessings of connection that I've seen is just how different experiences in my life, I think, why did I have to go through that? Now I'm like, oh, I went through that so I can be more caring and compassionate and understanding when someone else goes through that. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, we need each other and we need to connect. There was a mathematician in Russia who came up with a fantastic formula and he was going to get a million dollar prize for it. And he was so involved in figuring out this impossible math formula that when they offered him the money, he was annoyed. He was actually annoyed that they had knocked on the door and disrupted his work. And I've pondered that over the years. And I thought, what a beautiful thing that he came up with this beautiful formula, but what a painful thing that he chose not to connect. Mm. Because I think in the winter season of our lives, those connections are what keep us going. And those memories, when you read your grandmother's journals and great-grandmother's journals, it's the connections of the day-to-day life that bring them alive Mm -hmm. and make the difference or 
even at the, again, the winter, the end of their lives. It's the connections when my grandma passed away in December after COVID stuff happened. I remember I was getting ready to go to the library and this, it was almost like a voice shouted at me. I remember the words, it was, call your grandmother before it's too late. And I immediately called her and the caretaker, which I didn't even know she was under, so it had happened so quickly, said, your grandmother hasn't woken up in three days. You need to get out here now. And my brother and I, I hurried from Colorado up to Idaho and we drove through the night and made it into California before they shut some borders down because of COVID. And we're there at the very end of her life. And I remember that even though she didn't wake up, she was cognizant of us. We would hold her hand and we could feel the pressure. When she died, my brother was facing the sliding glass door and all of these birds just flew up to heaven just as she died. And it was a sweet connecting piece for us because my grandmother loved birds. My mother had made her a beautiful bird quilt. She was always feeding birds and she had a foundation that she contributed to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum and the birds there and all of these beautiful pieces, but it was that we still needed to be connected to her and by all means, I still needed her connected to me, even at the end of her life. That's beautiful. And it's strengthening. Connections strengthen us. And I think some people are afraid of the connections because sometimes connections break. Yeah. And they tear. And that's hard. But just because they could, if a blanket could tear, we still should have blankets. Right? <laughs> we still need those things. And it's hard because we're woven together. When things break, it hurts, but we can weave back together. And it's even more beautiful. And stronger because we have to put in more thread. That's right. Oh. Yeah. It's interesting. I had read about, often people say you need to redouble your efforts. And I thought, what does that really mean to redouble? And I, I read about it and how it's with fabric. You double it over and double it over. And double oh. it. You, you redouble it, which means it's already been doubled. Oh. It's not working harder, faster. It's making it stronger. Wow. What you've got, folding it over again and again, not doing 10 times as much, but strengthening what you're doing. If we have some tears, let's redouble and double it again and make it stronger. Yes, because we need that. We need that as families. We need that as neighborhoods. We need that as states, as nations, as the world. We need to be redoubling so that we have the strength of connection. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful point. The wonderful thing is, like I remember one time meeting a gentleman from Uzbekistan. We could not speak each other's language. We couldn't even pretend to understand each other, but he put his hand out, placed it at different levels. He pointed at my mother and myself and my daughter, and then he made similar reference that he had a family and that it made him so happy to see these generations together at that moment. And so with all of these language barriers that we didn't even try to overcome, we connected by family and we connected by the love of family and we connected person to person. So to finish up, connection is a principle. It's an eternal truth and it brings happiness, joy, harmony, hope. So where are your connections today?